the critical drinking. This week is yeah. bomb week. So obviously we're not cracking beers. We are drinking martinis. What's your name? Bond. James Bond. Well, I thought your name was Kevin. I'm Ryan Maley. My name's Kevin Regan. And this is Bond Week. That's right. So we're pouring martinis, and obviously they're shaking, not stirred. Oh, they're leaking, not stirred. Leaking, not stirred. That's how many should you put in there? I don't know. Half, half it out on yours. Ah uh, <laughs> I got double yours. Double yours. Sucker. Uh, yeah, but today. This week is Bond Week, as a part of Series Month. Get it all out of there. She said. And uh, we are watching Doctor <laughs> No. Doctor No. Which is the first of the twenty-two Bonds. Yeah. So. And well, besides number twenty-three, which I made the mistake of watching. How'd you watch it? Never say never again. Oh, the one that doesn't. The really unofficial count. one remake of Thunderbolt, directed by Irvin Kishner, the director of Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> That's quite a boozy drink. <laughs> wow. How was it? We should pour some olive juice in there or something. That's, go ahead. Give it a taste. That's not bad. Not bad? Good. It tastes like a martini. That's good. I don't know who ever thought mixing two alcohols together would result in a non-alcoholic taste. <laughs> Does it? If you do it right, which I didn't. Oh, okay. Good. Um... Yeah, we're watching Doctor No, and there's not really much to say about that. Uh, it's first Bond, and then we're going to be doing top five Bond movies. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. Out of the twenty-two slash twenty-three, um, you know, our top five of those. Um, this burns the throat. <laughs> but <laughs> before we uh, before we get into our martini predictions, yes. uh, we're going to first go over our poll results. We should. And this is actually the second week of three weeks of that poll be o- being open, because yep. we're going to leave it open for next week. Because it's so... It, it's heated. It's heated, and I haven't instructed, but I've heard that two more people that I may have influenced are going to vote for aliens. Uh-oh. So... Well, right now there are 42 total votes, and just like, you know, it's still it's still a close, close race between alien and... Uh, and it's Lord like fourteen of the to thirteen, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's more than that. It's like sixteen to seventeen or something like that. And some other bum vote for Jurassic so, Park. I don't know who did that. We have uh, we have twelve options, I believe, up on the uh, up on the poll, and three are tied for ninth with zero percent. That is Indiana Jones, Rocky, and Spider Man. I can't believe. I would never have thought Indiana Jones. Yeah, I never zero yeah, votes. I guess the Crystal Skull really. Sucked. I mean, it did really suck, but I can under well, yeah, but I can understand maybe no one voting for Rocky, or maybe a lot of people not voting for Spider Man. Mm-hmm. But come on, um, and we didn't put Evil Dead on there because it's a guaranteed number one winner. Right, we had all forty two votes. <laughs> Obviously, uh, number eight, Harry Potter with one vote for two percent. That's surprising too. Someone, someone after the last show, between last show <laughs> and this show, voted for Harry Potter. I'm not sure who it was. Um, Harry Potter. Tied after that is Jurassic Park and Other, and so they obviously I believe they have vote two votes. Park. Um, and we've been instructed to let you know that one of those other votes is for the Mighty Ducks trilogy. Not a bad choice. So if you want to vote for that, get that other vote in there because Goldberg, watch it's out behind. for the sludge. <laughs> um, 
Then in third place, a tie between Die Hard and The Godfather, both with 7%. Yeah, equal uh, equal movie quality right there. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, Die Hard was number four on AFI's top 100. Right. And then the runaway top two, Aliens in second place with 36% of the vote, and Lord of the Rings in first place with 38% of the vote. So still... Even after last time, I think last time we had like what twenty five votes, mm-hmm. and then it, you know we've gotten twenty more votes, thirty and, at the most, yeah. And it's still a neck and neck race between those two. Mm-hmm. So get out there, go to criticaldrinkingpodcast.boxbar.com and if vote. If you gotta go door to door to raise awareness, do it. Yeah, do it. Pump it up because mm-hmm. we're gonna be watching it Pump and we're gonna be talking up. about it. And uh, like I said last time, if we have, if we're stuck doing Lord of the Rings, I only have the extended editions, so yeah. it's gonna be kind of a it's gonna uh, be a mess. It will definitely be. It won't be loco, but no, it'll, it'll uh, be pass out It'll be close. It'll be snoring on the air. But uh, let's get into our martini predictions. All right. This is, you know, obviously our number one. Um, what do you think we're going to do? And you're the one who's going to have to make them. Um, well, you're at like one and a half, and I'm like a half. You should probably share some of this with me. Good luck pouring it. Don't spill it. You should probably not share it with me. (laughs) All for it. Ample. Good work. Good enough? Yes. So this is our one. Um, Each one's got a shot. I think Dr. No's like... It's two hours and like five minutes. Yeah. Just like every other... Yeah, so each one's got two shots of vodka. Well, but that's for us as a whole. Oh, okay. Two ounces. Two ounces, right. I'm gonna go five. Nope. Uh, I'm going to go, including this one, I'm going to go four. Not going five. We're going to have vermouth mouth. <laughs> Sweet. Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean. That's it. Let's. Uh, I'm excited. Good luck let's to you. Let's just say, yes. Good luck to you. I, I haven't seen a lot of Bonds, so I uh, watched around ten or so in the last week. Yeah, so, so Ryan's... Uh, what we watch segment is going to be uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be jam packed with bonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, but yeah, we're going to go watch this movie. So right, peace. <laughs> Welcome back to Critical Drinking. Not stirred, Ryan. It's Thank shaking. you for not stirring it. Welcome back to Critical Drinking. Uh, we just watched. We sure did. Doctor No. Doctor No. And while Ryan pours, um, I will watch. Doctor No. <laughs> Doctor No. 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 Maybe I'll play you this one. I put four shots in this one. That's what it's Not per. Shots. Well, Two per. Let me combine. Combine? No, let me. You don't want to combine. You just want to compare. Compare. Yeah. Mine's a little higher. Is that all right? Yeah, it's fine. Because I stole half of yours on the first one. Welcome um, back. Yeah, welcome back. <clears throat> we just watched Doctor Now, and uh, let's just, first of all, we go just, over. We looked at, we watched the greatest Brit of all time. We Sorry, did. Britain. I know you so, got, we have a lot of fans over there, but David Beckham just don't cut it. Nope. Not even close. 
No, he sucks. Um, no, he's good, but he sucks. Before we go into the movie, let's get into our, uh, you know, how much, how many martinis we had. Shaken. Not. Yes. Stirred. Not. Stirred. Vodka martini. Shaken. Not stirred. They were vodka martinis. Actually, first of all, uh, let's just let everyone know that Ryan was the head martini maker. I was. Give I, us your recipe, please. Well, I didn't So they make, can make martinis exactly how I you I just did the standard them. vodka martini recipe, which was, uh, I guess... Well, it's two ounces or a shot of vodka and then a quarter shot of uh, dry vermouth. But, let's be honest, I kind of skewed that because I was pouring for two and then it didn't taste right, so I want to make it stiffer. So, I, about at the end of the night, I was pouring four shots in and then about 60% of a shot of vermouth. of vermouth. And it came out better. It was, yeah, it was much better. Because it wasn't so... Vermouthy. Vermouthy. There was but no vermouth. Vermouth. That's it's how it's spelled. Yeah. Listen to it. It's actually very good. But um, we didn't do Vespa martinis because one, they're kind of tough to make. And those are the ones that Daniel Craig made in Casino Royale. Well, they're the original bomb martini. The original? It, well, that's what. That's what he made it, in this no, one. No, in Casino Royale, the book. Oh. The, the okay. number one okay. book of okay. the James Bond series. I he, gotcha. he goes, want well, you know, quarter of Gordon's mixed with in a champagne goblet right. with vodka and I want a lemon twist but he uses uh, Lille Blanc which is like a fortified wine like a or fortified yes it's fortified <laughs> no, a fermented wine and it's only found at I had some before but it went bad and it's found at like some like a market of choice or Whole Foods you can yeah. find it at some local like maybe a Safeway but I was at a liquor store and I just you know what? I'm not a two trip person, so <laughs> they didn't have it. So you said, "Well, I'm yeah." Not it and I made one once, and when you add gin, vodka, and then wine, apple wine, what yeah. happens? It's booze, booze, and booze. <laughs> that's three boozes. We only added two boozes to this, so yeah, that's it was, that was. But it wasn't less boozy. It was not less boozy. Booze it was plus still booze, burning. but more of booze. Yeah. And as, in I, substitute and of as I said, the yeah. two the two olives, they get oh, boozy. Man. Oh, they do. But the second olive bears the boozy cross. <laughs> the second olive is always... It is very boozy. Um, but yeah, so we're drinking Ryan's now famous martinis. With Stoli. Vodka martinis. Whatever. It works. It's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've had my share of martinis... Well, I've, which is not very many, but I've had my share, and I, you know, not it's definitely not like the worst. A, I've not had. to sound like a snob, mm-hmm. but when I go to a nice restaurant or a very nice restaurant, I the first thing I order is a Grey Goose Martini, mm-hmm. and just because I tried to make martinis earlier in my career, mm, yes, and they were alcoholic-y. Yep. booze, booze, and booze. Yep, but you know, the art of a great martini is that the two boozes or three boozes mix. And that the bite takes each other out. So you right. get the front part of booze and then nothing. So, right. you know, I th- I felt like I was working towards that. Still some burn, but I, f- I got right. a way to yeah. go. But it's better than... It's better. It's better than taking a shot of vodka and yep. a shot of vermouth back That's to back. That's true. Oh, that is... Or a shot of Olive juice. vodka with uh, vermouth in it. Yes. yes. That's true. It is. It's good. Um, and so... 
Now that we've gone over your recipe, let's go over how many of your recipe'd oh, martinis we drink. I apologize. So you said five. I said I five. Said four. You said four. I did my four. Mm-hmm. I did my five. And that was that. That was that. We we dual made drinks four times. Yeah. One time I made one. I made for a solo. That's right. So number three of yours. I yes. Think. It was like right in the middle, dead center. You. You know, one up to me, and then we were even up. Kevin was brave and had one drink with only one olive. I don't know, want to know what that <laughs> tasted like. There was definitely uh, less. There was more booze throughout and less booze soaked up because there was no second olive. Mm, uh, that's true. The second olive, the, 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 booze, the, the boozy cro- cross. The booze cross, yeah. Didn't, what didn't happens when you have a lemon twist? Because that can't bear any booze no, cross. I don't know. You, you, you taste lemon, but then you still have the. Uh, you have a lot of the booze in the, uh, in the in the, re- the rest in, of the in drink. the regular drink. The regular which drink, which is yeah. atrocious. I'd rather have prunes, <laughs> full of booze. Prunes. I wouldn't recommend trying that. I've never tried it, but I wouldn't recommend it. Well, I also want to announce that we have a new staff addition. We do. His name is Mittens. <laughs> he is. Uh, <laughs> he is our bodyguard. It's a critical drinking bodyguard. He's cool. I'm going to tilt the mic toward. No, I'm not. That's not a camera. It's a microphone. Mittens, right? <laughs> but Mittens is Mittens is really committed to his duty, and he's watching over the whole premises. So we'll right. show you a picture of Mittens later. Yes, Move on. We will. All right. So let's get into this. Um, Doctor No was the first first movie made of Ian Fleming's. James you know, they James made Ron a series. Casino Royale beforehand, but it was meant to be like a. But it was like a made for TV. Yeah, type made thing. For, it was. Yeah. It was. It was shitty. Yeah, exactly. It was shat. So this was the one that was the major, you know, studio James Bond film. It was. Who's made, I think, what... what 1962. 62. And so, I'll just get into... I I have a short, um, pretty short review. I thought this was, you know, this is one of the few Bonds... I think I've probably seen... Like, this probably makes, like, the 17th Bond out of the 22 that I've seen. Mm -hmm. I I haven't, you know, missed many. I saw most when I was little... Uh, well, not little, but when I was growing up, um, you just see we watched movies, and yeah. yeah, I watched, I saw them on TV, yeah, I saw them on dad, all the time. Them, exactly, yeah, and so I saw most of them, um, and this is one of the ones I hadn't seen, and I don't think this one is I hadn't seen it is necessarily shown on TV, or you know, it's it's not regarded as one of the best, so it's not you know, it's not one that you would rant over all the other ones, yeah, um, and one of the things, one of the, I guess, not necessarily knocks on this movie, but one of the you know, one of the things said about this movie is that it's it's definitely it doesn't have the Bond feel yet. A lot, yeah, a I lot mean, of the Bond movie, yeah. right? A lot of the things that the Bond franchise has come to be known for, this movie doesn't necessarily have. And one of those things immediately that you notice is the intro. The intro is definitely not the same as it becomes. You know, in the Bond franchise, it's it's kind of a pieced together intro like theme song with. You know, a different. You know, it's got the Bond being shooting through the. Uh, it's got that. It's got the Bond theme. Yeah, it's got the Bond theme, right? But it doesn't have. It doesn't have an opening sequence, which isn't related to the film, right? Like almost exactly. every other Bond, and yep. doesn't have a song that is sung by a popular artist, right? Exactly, no. exactly. But and that's something yeah. that came. You know, they came to. It came in Goldfinger. It, it, is when it came. It did. Um, but this was one. Sorry, of those, I've seen a lot of Bond movies. Yeah, in the last recently. Movie. I know. I know. Um, but this is one that, you know, it just, right off the bat, it didn't it didn't necessarily feel like the Bond movies, you know, the, the, what the franchise has, beca- 
become, I guess. Which is no knock on this, because obviously this is the first one, so what were they supposed to do? That was very good. It was a very good movie. It was, I agree. Um, I think that one of the things I noticed, and this isn't relating to the necessarily the quality of what the movie was, because, you know, I guess I think I really like the technology that they had to fake in this mm-hmm. and all the dubbing that they had to do because yeah. it's very as as fake as like as you can tell that the voices are dubbed because yes. they didn't have mics you know like they do now to where they can pick up every tiny little sound and the same thing with the technology because technology just hasn't hadn't come that far back then but it's it gives a very authentic feel to this movie where you know you can you notice all that stuff, but it doesn't really take you out of the movie. It actually, for me, it kind of almost brought me farther into the movie because mm-hmm. it was more authentic movie making than we necessarily have it out. Because now you can, you know, you can shoot something with an actor and that actor doesn't even have to do half the things that eventually they end up doing on screen because yeah, you can just CGI was... half of it. But it was very authentic in, in the fact that it, you know, that a lot of it was, and you know, it kind of a lot. You could tell. You could definitely tell that a lot of it was, you know, was faked or was edited or was kind of cut, and then they tried to cut yeah. right back into that same spot. Yeah. But it was. I thought you know that made it very authentic movie making, and it, it was more authentic storytelling in that sense because. Well, and like I said, like not tooting my own horn, but what I was saying was that I couldn't believe that this movie. Is almost fifty years old. Yeah, I mean it's almost oh, yeah. fifty years old. <laughs> That's twice my age, and I'm it old. Likes to kick, stretch, and kick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, That's a good 50. point. I never thought about it's that. It's fifty. <laughs> fifty years old. I thought about that. It's a good point. But yeah, I mean, it looks amazing. It looks better than Triple X on Blu-ray. That's for sure. <laughs> it sure does. It sure That's does. called a guesstimation. Yeah, proved worthy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely looks better in Triple X because it it could only look better on Blu-ray. Triple <laughs> X really just looked worse on Blu-ray. It did. But uh, yeah, uh, two more points I have. One is throughout the course of this movie, there were little little flashes of Austin Powers. Yes. The last half hour, I just couldn't get over how much and Austin Powers took Apparently, I loved this. everything you said. Yeah, you did. Judo chop. Hilarious. We got Ryan over here having got, himself a good time. Uh, yeah, about 3,000 over here having some good time passing up. <laughs> yeah, Brian likes dicks on his ass, but it's all right. Every once in a while, you like dicks and ass. Um, but I think that just kind of speaks more to the quality of the satire that Austin, Power ha- Austin Powers has mm-hmm. then you know because it really didn't point out the f- like it was it was good satire in the way that it poked fun it didn't necessarily make fun of the movie while it it was more of an homage satire mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a one of those you know stupid scary movie or epic movie or those now that just make yeah. fun of the genre yeah it, wasn't it was just it was more a, of an homage to the scene genre right rip, apart. rip off and, and kind of I don't know those are, I wish those would die. I wish people would stop going to those and making them. Except money. scary movie one, half of scary movie two, and uh, well, yeah, scary movie four. Oh, there's no. parts of scary movie one no. was funny. Half scary movie two. Get, take my strong hand. <laughs> yeah, that, 
That was only because of uh, Chris, Chris Elliott. Yeah, Chris Elliott. Yeah. David Cross as the as is the, the wheelchair guy. Yeah. He's, yeah. And he's then uh, <laughs> there's a poltergeist in this house. Oh my god. Oh my god. There. I can't even. Deanna. Get me some whipped cream and banana stat. Get me some whipped cream and a banana stat. And just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, then, yeah. I think Scary Movie 3... Uh, I'm sorry. The part where Anthony Anderson... Anthony Anderson has And the friends. other guy discuss, uh, you know, uh, 8 Mile. Mm-hmm. You ever wish you were living up here, but really wish you were living down here? Well, what if you want to live over here... What if you live here and want to live over here? Man, my aunt Shaniqua used to live over there, but she got rats. Rats? I thought she had mice. No, man, it was rats. But what happens? Rats are outside, mice are inside. What if a rat, a rat goes inside? Then becomes a mouse. Oh, shit. It's, it's funny. I couldn't handle it. Mm, couldn't handle it. Mm-mm. Mm. Way to go, Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Scary Movie 4 had the funny part where mm. they did the broke back mm. replay, and he goes, yeah, we went fishing all summer. How is that scary movie? How's that scary? <laughs> I know that's the funny part. Yeah, we went fishing all summer. Black card. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah, that's true. That's true. How's that funny. scary movie? How is the? How's eight how's mile? It, yeah, how's eight mile? Scary, scary movie three and uh, you know broke back. Well, I guess for the South, broke back is scary movie four, five, and six. Yeah, really. <sighs> Good joke. Good thing anyway, have my last listeners down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they can't listen back to the archives. Um, archives. Last last thing I wanted to say is very just pertinent. It is so pertinent. Uh, everything in this movie seemed to be red, white, and blue. Did you notice that? Every outfit, every scene, every set piece, besides like being in that whatever island they were on. Besides that, uh, everything seemed to be red, white, and blue. Even on the island, the uh, the girl was wearing white, Sean Connery was wearing blue, and the boat driver or whoever that guy he was. He always had The red, red. striped guy yeah. was wearing red. Always wearing red. Always. But, constantly. Yeah. But it was true. red, white, and blue. And then you see in the... When they go to... Like, they get captured, and the guy in the red gets burned by the dragon tank. Dragon. Uh, it's a dragon. Yeah. Then they go in, and the dudes have red suits on. Great piece of irony, though. So it's red, white, and blue. Well, not irony, but huh. foreshadowing. Sean huh. Connery saying dragons don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Played the lead dragon in Dragonheart. <laughs> the lead dragon. The only dragon <laughs> yeah. in Dragonheart. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That's but... very true. And I do have a bone to pick with Mr. Bond with his navy blazer and his black slacks. It looked weird. <laughs> Let's be honest. It was one scene, but I noticed. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> You in the robe over there. Yep. Noticed. I only have two notes for this movie okay. and a page and a half of notes for Bond in total. Okay. Because you know what? I've seen a lot of Bond movies lately. Ursula Andress is hot. Yep. I want to bone her. Maybe now. I haven't seen her now. But, well, I guess she is 50. No, she's 50 Wait, years older on. than whatever she was then. So, I don't know. Minimum, uh, the maybe queen, the queen, 80. The queen's still hot. What's her name? Helen Mirren. Yeah, she's still boning. I don't know if Helen Mirren was uh, Ellen, 80. Ellen Barco. Who's that? The girl in, uh, the woman in Ocean's 13. <laughs> woman. That tried to seduce Matt Damon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. she's like 60. Okay. She it's is not hot. 80, but all right. All right, I know a lot happens, but Ursula, <laughs> if, I'm back in, if I'm back in the 60s. 
69. 50943 yeah. drink. Yeah, make <laughs> sure we're going. Up. Let's make sure it's 1969, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> God. It's always in the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, I just read my notes. Every James Bond movie ends up in the Caribbean. Let's be honest. Yeah. They're well, always in the Caribbean. Why would you not want to film there? I know. But James Bond is always thought of as like the European spy. Well, Casino Royale was in. He He's in the in. Bahamas in the beginning. When? When he meets the, the people. Yeah, when... Uh, nah, is that Bahamas? Yeah, the Bahamas when you're really? driving and that one girl gets all killed in the in the hammock. Yeah. Yeah, huh. Bahamas. Huh. Everywhere. Every movie. Alright. Bahamas. Maybe they have a... Caribbean. Maybe Ian Fleming had a special... Uh, bond with the bond Bahamas. With the bond. Bahamas. <laughs> but I have some Bond notes. Are you ready? Yeah. There were some pretty awful Bond movies. Yeah. I saw some. Yeah. They were. weren't good. <laughs> Especially you, Timothy Dalton. This is our this is our transition. Wait, yeah. is this our transition into what we saw? What we watched? Or is this just your take? This on? is just my take, and then we'll talk about what we saw. Okay. Because we still gotta give our ratings. Alright, give our ratings first. Okay, Sorry, Timothy I Dalton. Say. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus early. <laughs> There's a lot of wheels on that bus. My so rating for Doctor No is a six out of ten. It's a six because I thought it was better than average, but above basing it on not just all or not at all on all movies but on bond movies it's a six out of all bond movies i give it a six and a half you always one up me with the goddamn half <laughs> well you know what sometimes it happens yeah it's a good bond movie it's a connery bond movie which yep. makes it better i give it the connery bump yeah the connery <laughs> bump it's like the booby bump and there, there were movies been, there in been, this. yeah there were some movies sir so uh it would have been a fire on my something? list let me know um, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Thank you. We need that. Call sound, it sound clip. Clip five hundred nine four three drink. Clip. By the clip. way, leave us no, some voicemails. We'll play you on the air. Leave yeah. us some voicemails. Five hundred nine. I'm gonna start calling in from a payphone and be like, "Yeah, Greatest show ever." Yeah. Well, we got two voicemails. Uh, we've gotten two voicemails Hello? over time, and they were. Uh, I think they were in a foreign language, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Wrong numbers. Foreign listeners, learn some English, and we will put you on. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, actually, don't. Just talk longer than ten seconds, and you yeah. can be on this. Yeah. All right. Someone else. So, oh, uh, I'll give it six and a half because it was the first Bond movie. I liked it. Connery was pretty awesome in it. Let's be honest. Yeah, dude. Connery, if if you know, Connery basically set Bond up because you can see in this movie there are. He is Bond already. Yep. He's not just becoming, like, you can even see pieces of Daniel Craig in this Bond. Yeah. Because, like, he, if if Sean Connery didn't do Bond like this, mm. it probably, Bond probably wouldn't be like this. Because he yep. did such a good job with that. And it, was, and it was good, and everyone knows who Dr. No is, but, like, everyone knows, oh, yeah, Dr. No. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't in this stupid movie until, like, the, Last 20 minutes. Yeah, last 20 minutes. So, I mean, it, it has a... Uh, lasting memory. Mm-hmm. Well, you. I think so, I mean. I mean, this is the only movie too that uh, is named after a person or a villain. Like this, I don't think there are any other movies that are named after even one person. Maybe Goldfinger. Oh yeah, Goldfinger after the villain. That <laughs> shut me up real quick. <laughs> Go ahead. The Living Daylights, starring yeah. Mister Living, Living Daylight, <laughs> Mister Mick Living Daylight. Right. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, so six and a half. Now it's time for my Bond reviews. Yeah, there were some pretty awful ones, as I said before. 
Yeah, Ryan was basically on a on a mission to watch as many Bonds as he and could. If I, and I, I took a trip that took four, and then some other circumstances led to about five days. So I missed what I wanted. I was trying to see everyone. I didn't see everyone. But one thing I noticed is that, I mean, everyone considers the Connery Bonds as the best Bond. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there is so much camp in those. Like, it's very campy and cheesy, and, like, yeah. it's awesome. It's awesome, but I was really surprised how much... The Daniel Craig ones increase the seriousness yeah. and, like, the violence and, like... Oh, yeah. Because, I, I mean, I, I saw all the Brosnan ones, and they were still... I mean, the, some of them were cool, but they were still campy. You know, they yep. had the one-liners. Yep. But I was really surprised how the reboot, you know, the reboot had so much seriousness and yeah. kind of cut that out. And that was... That was kind of cool. Yeah. I never got to see Mr. George Lazenby... Lazenby yeah. yep. play Mr. Bond on in on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yep. Um, I heard he was by far the worst Bond, mm-hmm. but that that story was one of the best ones. Which is a shame, yeah, because apparently that was one of the best screenplays. Yes, out of all he, of them. Bond falls in love, actually falls in love, and it's a woman that that breaks his heart, and yep. I believe she gets killed. I I heard it was a good one. I was going to rent it from iTunes, but you know iTunes, yeah. come on, and George Lazenby. I mean, George Lazenby, really. come on. Don't, uh, but just, I, you know, yeah. you don't have you don't have to worry about yeah. that. Yeah, that's it, good. It, it, was, it was the Connery break. It was yeah. Connery, 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 Lazenby, Connery. More, you know, more, more, more. <laughs> I want more, more. Um, I was really surprised watching all these. Just some of the great artists that sang these songs. Oh, even yeah. though this, even though only a couple of the songs were memorable, like you go, oh, that song. But some of the great artists, and I have a list. I'm sorry, I have no, a list. Go for it. Thunderball was sang by Mr. Tom Jones himself. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, Let me uh, 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 hold on. Uh, 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 the uh, best. Uh, honey, so have Eminem in your thing. Oh. Because I just downloaded the. Uh, the best. I just downloaded the soundtrack, so there you go. There's all all the titles and their respective. Well, uh, give me some Tom Jones. Just give me a little preview. Tom Jones, Thunderball. Cut forward. Cut forward. This is Tom Jones singing the Thunderball theme. I mean... I went and saw Tom Jones live. That guy's a pimp. Because here it comes. Because you're just a Thunderball or something like that. And see, it's got the Bond theme. Like a... Why isn't there an A there? He strikes like Thunderball. (laughs) Like... Why not? He strikes like a thunderball. Who knows, man? I don't know what a thunderball is. Neither do you. That's true. Uh, the best song ever in a Bond movie, Live and Let Die by Paul McCartney. Yeah, there you the go. Best one. But, let's be honest. So good. It was good. There are a lot of them. Um, just, I don't know if you want to run down the list. Well, I'm going to run down the list, but we don't have okay. to play them. I was just okay. going to play. Run down the list. So, other ones. I mean, I know Louis Armstrong did Honor Majesty's Secret Service, but, you know, that's mm-hmm. not a real movie. Uh, right. <laughs> the Spy Who Loved Me by Carly Simon. Yep. For Your Eyes Only by Sheena Morning Train Easton. <laughs> yep. Uh, a View to Kill by Duran Duran and Living 
daylights by aha uh-huh were amazing <laughs> i was this is the one i was talking about last yes. episode so i'm gonna play it this is so not bondy but so good i just want to hear the, the chorus come on aha uh-huh. See? That sounds exactly like I sang it last time. Thank God, because Take On Me wasn't a big enough hit. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. But, uh, I mean, obviously after this there's Madonna and Garbage and Chris Cornell. But I was just amazed at the early... Gladys Knight did one. Yes, yeah, there was some. Cheryl Crow, unfortunately, did one. Tina Turner did one. Yeah, Tina Cheryl Turner Crow did, did one. That's hilarious. Uh, the most recent one, I believe, was Jack White and Alicia Keys. Right? Yes, and I wanted to include that, but I was just trying to go old ones. Right. Duran Duran, you already mentioned, right? Yeah. Yep. And then one of mine, I like uh, the one that Chris Cornell did. Oh, uh, yeah, I love it. Yep. Because I love Chris Cornell. Well, I think this, is, this may be the up there with Live and Let Die is the best full song. Yeah. I didn't know good. that the the um, the spy who loved me. Yeah. Or it's uh, nobody does it better. Yeah. By Carly Simon. Yep. Tom York of Radiohead said was the sexiest song of all time. Really? Yeah. But nobody does it better. That's from a commercial. Nobody does it better. What is yeah. that from? Mm. Nobody. It was used in a commercial. And it sounds like the Carpenters, Carly Simon. Let's be honest. It sounds like the Carpenters. Yes. But give Carly Simon some credit. She's so vain. The uh, the Carpenters never sang a Bond theme song, so... She could have been dead by then. Could have, but didn't. Um, but... We're past the theme songs. I'm yeah. sorry, everyone. That was a but, good uh, my, yeah, random, my random note is overbearing music. If you've ever seen From Russia With Love, like, alright, this movie had the Bond theme a lot, but yeah. From Russia With Love has it, but up, like, to level nine, and ran, like, he goes into his hotel room, and it's like, just playing the... As he's looking under his pillow, it's like, whoa, yeah. chill. <laughs> and then, like, live and let die. There's a scene where they're about to die, and he, like, gets his gets his watch out and starts cutting his rope. It's like, it's like, whoa, there's some misplaced music in some of these episodes yeah. or movies. But, um,. I just have a couple more points. I'm sorry. I've seen so many Bond movies lately. Do I have it. to make these. Roger Moore is like Star Trek movies. Every other Roger Moore movie was a good Bond movie. Well, until you get to Octopussy, because then the last two suck. But it was like, comes in with Live and Let Die, which was pretty good. Man, with Golden Gun wasn't very good. Spy Who Loved Me, pretty good. Moonraker, not so good. For Your Eyes Only, which was good. Octopussy, which sucked. A View to Kill, which kind of sucked. So, that was that. But, I mean, it was like a Star Trek movie. All the evens are good, yeah. but for this one, yeah. all the odds are good. Combined, you so have a great series. two series for two. That's so two. You've, uh, you found the I'm finding. Odd. I'm finding the code. You are. You could have cracked the code. 23. 
<laughs> oh my god. Star Wars. Plus 46 divided by two times I took a dump today. Times <laughs> the one time that I stood and looked up at the ceiling equals 23. Oh my god. <laughs> and the last one I have is it's amazing how many times James Bond is undercover, right? Yeah. He's undercover. It's almost every every movie he's undercover, but the people he's undercover with know he's undercover and he's James Bond. Yeah. He's really bad at keeping this yeah, cover. Keep Let's be cover. honest. Yep. Every time he's just like, oh, but you're Mr. James Bond. Oh, I've been foiled again. <laughs> like, it's like, seriously? I sure know. Seriously? Yeah. He does have a history of very bad uh, <laughs> villains. And he doesn't I, change his look very much. I'm sorry. Too. I went overboard. <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing, though. Uh, I have a quiz for you. Uh-oh, this is not good. Bonds. I didn't see I didn't see all of them. So, what if quiz... I get what if I get Ofer? Well, that's going to be embarrassing. None the of quiz... us have finished our martinis by the way. I know. Well, be my guest. The quiz I am playing for you Jockley is Roberts. That we are Rogers. Oh, Oregon State fans are pissed. The quiz we are playing is which bond is oh, it? And it's basically I have all of the bonds saying Bond, James Bond, uh-oh. and you have to name them. All right, all right, let's do it. So I'm going to start with the most obvious. All right. The name's Bond, James Bond. That's Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. That's most Daniel recent. Craig. One for one. Number two. Who are you? Bond, James Bond. Would you like me to play it again? Yeah, one more time. Who are you? Bond. James Bond. Roger Moore? Wrong. Who? Sean Connery. That was Sean Connery? Who are you? Bond. James Bond. Maybe oh, there the it was! I saw it right Maybe there. Maybe that was the easiest, yeah. It, it was Sean Connery. Maybe I got it right. It was Sean Connery. Uh, probably second. That was the worst one you could have played Sorry, me. man. Sorry. Probably this is a tough test. Alright. One for two. Here's your next one. My name's Bond. James Bond. Pierce Brosnan. Obviously. That might even be more obvious. Than that's that's the most obvious one. Um, so, two for three. Next. Good morning. My name's Bond. James Bond. I haven't watched a lot of Dalton's, but I'm just going to go ahead and go with Lazenby, yep. which is yep. the only one I haven't but seen. But listen to that. the acting. Listen to the <laughs> horrible way he delivers it. Good morning. My name's Bond. <laughs> James Bond. My name's like Bond. They don't spoil all his Cheerio, face. Mike, let's <laughs> go out and have ourselves a newspaper snack. <laughs> all right, so you got that one. Three for four. Uh, next. My name is Bond. James Bond. Play it again. My name is Bond. James Bond. It's Roger or it's Dalton. And right. That's Roger Moore. That is Roger That's Moore. That's Roger Moore. And so you're five for, or I'm four for four. five, yeah. and then obviously... Who are you? Bond. James Bond. Yeah, yeah. I could have known that one. Ah, oh, we should have played him in reverse order. Sorry, man. That's Where's pretty good. Yeah, you did good. You did five for six. I the one believe... you missed, though, Yeah, was, was the, the best James Bond. Was Sean Connery? So that was a bad. That was a tough one to do, though. Play the Connery one again. All right, let me. Because uh, I can, I can hear it when he goes, bull. You know, he yeah, goes, his, Scot- his, his he goes Scottish, Scottish on his Bond. Right. Play right. that one again. Here it is. Who are you? Bond. James Bond. Yeah, the James Bond. Bond. God damn it! 
It's okay, Ryan. It was, but it wasn't very Scottish. Let's be honest. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It probably wasn't the most obvious. Uh, Sean Connery, the you know, out of yeah. all the movies he said that in, yeah. probably wasn't the most obvious. Take, I think Brosnan has the most. I, I think play Brosnan again. I think that has the most obvious, obvious one. Yeah. The name's Bond. James Bond. Yeah. It was a run by fruiting. <laughs> And then, uh, this is Doubtfire fans I just, unite. I, th- I thought this was the most obvious. The name's Bond. Yeah. I'm, Wait, he says Bond. They're both. His accent is very. You can even. You can even. Like for me, I can even visualize the way his like mouth. And I know. And I. I, 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 I mean, I love both the movies he was in, and I know Daniel Craig. But for me, I was just like. I know Pierce Brosnan's voice more, so I that yeah. one I was a little hesitant because I was like, true. that could have been Dalton, I guess, you know, just because. Dalton's not that obvious either, though. Yeah, no, he's not. Who are you? Bond, James Bond. The thing that, the only thing that gives that one away is the, Daniel Craig wouldn't have been in a movie that goes, who are you? Yeah, well, you true, know? true. That would have been the only thing that was different, true. but. I'll give myself a I'll give myself a five out of six. Yep, you that, get eight, a five out of six. That's an eighty three percent. No, it's not bad. Well, whatever it is, it's not bad. Eighty one. We're not here to do math. About that. Um, now we transition into what we watched since we did our last podcast. Yeah. Besides your bonds, what did you watch? Watch some World Cup. Watched yep. a lot of World Cup, yep. which was good. Go USA. Yep. Go Ivory Coast. Mm. Both of them tied. Hmm. Uh, Ivory Coast fan over here, huh? Yeah. How can you? Let's be honest. I don't know. Is there a cooler name than the Ivory Coast? That just sounds kick ass. And their lead player, even though he broke his arm and he only played a core, his name's Drogba. That sounds ba. So yeah. I'm rooting for Drogba <laughs> and uh, Ivory Coast the whole damn time. Well, besides USA. So don't <laughs> worry about that. I also caught a lot of bonds. Yeah. And I watched Men in Black. Wow. Men in Black was on, like, TNT. And because you know the rule, if it's on TV, if it's on cable television, yeah. you watch it. Because oh, yeah. the commercials give you the break to go pee, so you mm-hmm. don't have to turn. That's Men in Black is a really gross movie. There's a lot of, like, skin getting torn off and bugs and... And slime and guts yeah, and... It was kind of yeah. not very good either. But, sorry, Will Smith. I realized I looked at that, that... Bad Boys was your big hit. I mean, Fresh Prince was your big hit. Yeah. But Bad Boys was your big, big movie hit. Yep. And then it went to Men in Black and then Independence Day. I feel like when I saw Independence Day, Will Smith was an international star. Talk about taking three movies and making it great. And then he did Wild Wild West in 1999. And no one likes that except Jake Spiker. Jake loves that movie. That movie sucks. Wish I had that theme song queued up. (laughs) I would rap it. Wicky wicky wow, wicky wow. I think I left Jake a message one time. That had that rap. I rapped that. Yes, he did. No, that was good. But um, finally, the last thing I saw was any given Sunday. Yeah, saw it on HBO, which means it wasn't the unedited version, which is every DVD version. Mm -hmm. So there was no sniffing coke off the titties, (laughs) and there was no eyeball on the field. Right, and it kind of (laughs) sucked. I'm going to put it that way. But I'm very disoriented by the penis to boob ratio in that because to be honest there's at least 10 penises to the two boobs that are shown in this movie i find it disturbing and i think it's a ratio that should be turned upwards (laughs) 
Should be what switched. Did, what did you watch? I watched uh, I watched Forrest Gump, which I've already talked about on... He's fast. He can run <laughs> from one end of the field from the quarterback to the receiver. He sure, he sure and can. And not on a screen pass. Right. He sure can. Um, so I watched Forrest Gump, and I picked it up right around the time where he was actually a kid running out of his... Uh, you know, running out of his braces, so it's so it almost literally the went from the run force run part. Yeah, to yeah, run force. Yeah, and then to uh, the you know more running and uh, more running, and then the bullet jumping up and biting him and everything. Ryan doesn't like that uh, last bit of martini, does he? <laughs> or is it the olive? That was the first olive. Uh oh, your second olive is. Uh, it's really gonna have the booze cross. Chomp chomp chomp. Um, yeah, chomp. Watch. Watch Forrest Gump. Can't can't really say anything bad about it. Love Forrest Gump. Uh, deserved the Oscar that it won. And I think Tom Hanks is good in it if you can get past, you know. I think I think he does an amazing job playing someone with that kind of act. Not this, the accent plus the disability, almost. Like the being stupid plus the accent is not easy to pull off. And he pulls He's it amazing in it. He's really amazing. And he I deserved think, his best I actor. think Lieutenant Dan's also amazing at True. Easily. The director that also directed Monster House. Mm. Which was a up up horror movie. I mean it was, it was Yeah. Cool, I guess. Yeah. Oh, oh good. Um Robert Zemeckis, whatever your name is. Zemeckis. Zemeckis. The other thing I watched was Heat. Heat. I watched Heat last night. Heat I saw that movie like ten years ago. Yeah. I wanna talk about it now. <laughs> So I saw Heat, and uh, it's just, I mean, it's its a really good movie. It's just really disappointing that Michael Mann has never made anything even close to as good as that. Ever. You really think so? I don't think Miami Vice is even close, which is the movie you're going to argue with me about. No, I was thinking uh, Collateral Damage is a good movie. No, Collateral Damage takes so much of that movie from... Collateral Damage, Tom Cruise in Collateral Damage is Robert De Niro I agree that he, Heat. I agree that he is his best movie. Well, I haven't seen The Insider, so I can't say... Insider's good. It's not, but it doesn't have close, a lot of shooting in it, so it doesn't. Really well, that's count. true. I, I think Miami Vice is good. I don't think Miami Vice is amazing, <laughs> but I do agree that he is awesome, and it has the best bank robbery scene in the history of cinema in it. Yeah. Have you the bank robbing scene is amazing. Have, wait, what did you almost ask me? Have you seen it? No. Is that well? I asked. Have you me... seen the bank robbing scene? Yeah. It's the most amazing in cinema history. Yeah. I mean, well, how many? Of all the bank ro- like robbing a bank is like sentimental, classic. You yeah, know. that's classic, like noir type cinema. I think it's the best. The only I, thing that may compete because it doesn't really compete because it goes in the opposite direction would be Inside Man, where they rob a bank by building a brand new wall and sitting inside of it. What about the intro to The Dark Knight? That's good. That's a good bank robbery scene. That's a good bank robbery scene. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't... I mean... Yeah. You're talking about that the bank robbery scene in Heat is on the... It's up the pyramid, you know, True. a True. lot farther True. than... The bank robbery scene in Dark Knight is to show that the Joker's crazy and smart. And That's true. The bank robbery, the final... Well, yeah, that bank robbery in Heat is to, 
to say that it's this is the final job. This is the pinnacle yeah. of of the movie. This is the climax. And watching Val, Val Kilmer shoot his M4 over da 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 da. The, I mean, the bank sick. robbery scene. I I thought you just meant the scene in the bank, but you no, mean, I mean the, the chase the, down the yeah, street. Yeah, I mean the everything. Escape. Yeah, that I agree. That's it's the most. And no one does scene, you know. shooting like shooting weapons. Yeah. better than Michael Mann. Yeah. And I that will go with this movie and Miami Vice. He really makes it like he really makes it scene, seem like the scene where the Nazis figure out or the white supremacists. Sorry. To yeah. all the Nazis out there, <laughs> I mean, Let's you're more than white supremacist. You're evil, but. <laughs> So I guess I'm apologizing to white supremacists. You may like other white people, but all you people suck. But the part where the white supremacists attack the FBI or whatever—I yeah. mean, it's just like it's it's beautiful. It's beautifully brutal. Mm-hmm. It's it's three shots and they're de- you know what I mean it's yeah. it's realistic. It's like if this guy got shot by the stog air, they're dead. They're gonna yeah. die. But um, right. Yeah, I like that movie too. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, I do agree; it's Michael Mann's best. He hasn't done. It's been diminishing returns the rest of the time, though. It really has. Michael Mann's style, I think, is amazing. I just wish. I think Tony Scott does his style better. The I, I like the HD Handycam. It's my favorite. It's okay. It's okay. It's but it's, it's cool when you get to certain. You can't points. rely on it. It's cool when you get to certain points. Like I'm thinking Miami Vice when they get out on the roof. Like when they both get they both not blow the cover, but they yeah. both. Get up, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, okay, yeah. His as, style, a pan- as a panic situation, that, the way he that films style of, is good. Yeah, the style of but HD, what he films yeah. is not necessarily as yeah, good. exactly. Okay. But, all yeah. right, let's do agree it. Agree to disagree. Well, agree to sort of agree. Um, Wait a minute, we're both empty. We are empty, and actually, let's. This is a good time to take our break because we're, we're taking a back, break. We're going to come back into our top five. Bye. I said collateral damage, I meant collateral, and uh, I was brought to this by my own mind, so that was great. <laughs> Kevin, you're an idiot. Tom Cruise still is Robert De Niro in that movie. He's the same yeah. dude. He is. Maybe just in lighter colored suits. Kevin's brother brought that to our attention, but Kevin was going to try to take all the credit, so I didn't let him, so I took all the credit. I was planning on taking zero credit. Yeah. More like 99 credit, and you ain't one. You're right. Are we all poured up? No, this is a new one, so we did it. We're all poured up? Yeah, I I played it. You heard it. Here's our next round of... Buckle Martini. Shaking. Not stirred. Definitely not stirred. All right, let's do it. What are we at? Top five? Top five. Top five bonds. I'll go first. Yep. Another five was by that young man who just stated Goldeneye, which I thought was an excellent Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Especially since it came after shitty Roger Moore and Timothy Dalton. Mm-hmm. It was the first post-Soviet Union movie, so it was the first one to deal with kind of a different bad guy. Mm-hmm. And 
Bronson has really great suave. I think he's one. Yep. Of the, I think he's the. I think he may be the best at being suave. You know. Yeah. He's got the look. Yeah, he's got the look. He's, he's got, got the, the kind of like smugness. He's got you know. Yeah, he looks swagger. ridiculous when he runs. The swagger. But, you know, yeah. He's got the suave and the swagger, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, great girl on the top. You know. Famke Justin, I don't even know her first name, on the top, but, yeah. uh, you know, it was good. Uh, too bad uh, Mr. Brosnan couldn't follow with any other relatively great movies, but mm-hmm. um, that's my number five, Golden Eye. Okay. It was good. Great first entry, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My number five, and my, my list is, uh, the way I went about making my list is that I decided, because it was so close... My top five, honestly, was almost top five movies, and almost all of them were different Bonds. That's same with me. So, I have a lot of different Bonds. So I yeah. actually decided just to make my list of best movies with all five different, or all six different Bonds. But wow. obviously only wow, five okay. would, make, would make the list. All right. So they're all, they're all almost exactly how I would have them anyways, in order of best movie, but... You know, not exactly because I'd probably put a few Conneries in front of a few Lazenby's. If there were a, a few, few Lazenby's. There's only one, my uh, friend. Spoiler alert, Lazenby doesn't make my list. Oh, uh, my living number, Daylight! My number five is The Living Daylights. <laughs> with Timothy Dalton. Um, this movie spanned all seven continents and the premise was Bond had to stop an evil arms doer are an evil arms dealer from starting another world war. And I thought Timothy Dalton was actually a very good Bond. He was entertaining and he, he was British. He actually he was that's true. He was uh he actually had the action chops to play. Yeah, he looked Bond. like someone that could kick some ass. Right? Um and this this was the movie that I watched at my grandpa's house when we went over there. And on, we watched at G4. On VHS, last week. Yeah, that we watched last week. Uh but this is a movie that I watched on uh, VHS Ah, at least ten times when I was little. Um, There are some great scenes that are a lot of fun, but I think this was by no means the high point of the Bond franchise. Or Timothy Dalton's career beautician in the beast. True. But... Uh, This was actually one of the low points of the Bond franchise, and I think that um, while he was pretty good, the movies themselves were not that good. Um... So that's my well, number, that's your five. number five. Yeah, that's it's my number five. The Living Daylights. Living Daylights was Bond living monogamously. Yeah, he had one girl and one girl he wanted to fuck. Is that right? Is that the right word? Yeah, I believe that's okay. The right word. Fuck uh, right. Fuck's the right fuck, word, right? Okay, right. good. It means yeah. to have sex with. <laughs> All right. My number four is The Spy Who Loved Me by Roger Moore. By this- who? By Roger Moore. Oh, yeah. That one. Um, I thought, in this movie, Bond teams up with a Russian spy to kind of track down some Barbara nuclear Bach, subs. baby. Yeah. To track down some yes, nuclear yes, subs. Yes, yes, um, yes. It's got sharks, it's got underwater cars, and it's also got a pretty monstrous villain in Jaws. Jaws, Swadge backwards. <laughs> Swadge. Yeah, good point. Um, I don't think Roger Moore was as good a Bond as a lot of other people thought he was. Um, apparently there's a lot of people out there who actually, who really think Roger Moore, if not the best, was the second best Bond. I don't agree with that. That's kind of gross, but that's kind of, I don't know, yeah. 
Um, he was the most prolific Bond. Yeah, he, he made, made a lot most, of movies. The most Bond movies, but I don't think he was the best. Um, he made. I mean, he was a good actor. Yes, and he made good Bond movies, yes, but I don't think he embodied or really was everything that Bond should be or should have been in those movies. Um, that being said, The Spy Who Loved Me was by far his best movie. Yep. Um, easily, and it's it's one of the best Bond da, movies da, in general. Live and Let Die was... Not very close because come on, voodoo is that really that bad? Like, <laughs> as your bad guy is voodoo, right? The voodoo nation's gonna take over the world. Holy shit, that sucks! Jesus Christ! Oh man, sorry to offend Christians, Christians, and voodooists. Yeah, and voodooists, Christians, and voodooists. I'm sorry, but aside from uh, Christian Ronaldo, <laughs> aside from. Uh, the Roger Moore Bond. I think this movie really had everything that a Bond movie you you would like to see in a Bond movie. Um, and like I said, he was the most prolific, but I just don't think he was that good of a Bond character. So that's my number four. My number four is The Spy Who Loved Me. That's weird. Starring Roger Moore. What you got? I'm just going to say, it was, as you said, it was the best of the longest tenured Bond. Yep. Roger Moore was really, 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 really good at delivering one-liners. I think that was his best. Like, just like looking like, ooh, my trousers have dropped. That's not a one-liner, but that would have been one he delivered. You know? He was good. It was the best of the longest tenure bond. It had Ringo's wife in it, Mm. Barbara Bach, and she was smoking hot. And I believe that it had the best opening of probably any Bond. Yeah. The skiing down the hill yeah. and then jumping off the cliff and having the union it was good, sign yeah. as the parachute was great. And Jaws was good. Yep. But Jaws as Mr. Larson <laughs> and Happy Gilmore was even better. <laughs> which makes it why it's on my top five list. How about I meet you? In the parking lot. He's a be- That's him. He was good, yeah. That's him. Good. He's seven foot two. His it's hard tall. hat took that away from him. I only thought he was seven foot one. His hard hat had a nail sticking out of it. <laughs> it's all right. Doctor said I could get it out next month or whatever. Oh, that good. <laughs> Looks good. <laughs> That's why uh, it's my number four. All right, what's your number three? My number three is Goldfinger. The most famous Bond. Yep. First Bond to introduce a song, like the uh, yep, famous first theme. song. It's very, very iconic. Yep. And has maybe the first great bad guy in mm-hmm. Bond. I agree. Great bad guy, like like villain. Not bad guy, but great villain. Villain, yeah. Um, I mean... It's widely considered the best Bond there is. And it is amazing. I think it's great. Um, it's the first Bond, though, to me, that introduced the camp. Introduced kind of the silliness. Yeah. And, like, I think that's good, but also I don't think it's the best Connery Bond, so that's why it's my number three. There you go. All right. My Up number you, three. Sir. My number three would be Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan. My number five. Pierce Brosnan that is my a, number three, and Goldeneye was, was his best movie. I think uh, 
in this the movie, world is not enough was much better with Denise Richards. In the, Christmas yeah, Jones. Yeah, that's right. In this I movie, thought Christmas only happened once a year. There were some good one liners. Hey, Pierce Brosnan can deliver a one liner. I hope insurance covers this. Oh <laughs> man, Bolsheviks. Uh, this wasn't necessarily the most uh, original plot because yet again it was dealing with the Cold War with Bond, which is the ever so familiar Bond. Well, it was post Cold War, but it was dealing with the Cold War. It was is mopping up the Cold War. But it, yeah, Bond has to basically stop a crime syndicate that is trying to hack the world's banks. Yeah, and the guy who played whatever his General. Name is. Grievous. <laughs> no, no. It was the, compu- the computer guy is the guy that played, uh, uh... Oh, the guy in Lord of the Rings that we're about to watch. No. Wasn't he it? was an X-Men. He played, uh... Which guy? Fuck. Oh, Al- you're talking about the other guy. Yeah, Alan Dung. Yeah, because I think Purdy. the, uh... I think the guy... The blonde-haired bad guy? Like, his henchman? His, num- his one, number one go-to guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, is what's-his-name in, uh... Lord of the Rings... The first one, Fellowship. The one that gets killed with arrows at the end, protecting Oh, Chris the Bean, yeah. Chris Bean. Yeah. He's Chris the, Bean's uh, 006, right? Yeah, 006 yeah, or whatever, 008, yeah. yeah. He's basically, basically, you know. Chris Bean, dude. The that other guy's bad guy. BA, dude. He's yeah. BA in Equilibrium, yeah. which has the greatest scene ever, by the way. All right, go over because I'm starting to get heated. Okay. So hurry up and finish right. this because I'm getting heated. All right. Chris Bean, he's part of the greatest movie ever that has the greatest scene ever. Go. Okay. Go. So puppies, Pierce, puppies were in this movie. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, like you said, uh, has the he looks the part. Of yes, Bond. he does. He uh, he has the look. He has the swagger. Um, if he was which, ten years younger, he would have that. Yeah, that's true. Which on it on its own is a lot to carry the Bond role because yes. there's a lot of off. You know, a lot of the word is not off screen, but it, like off action Bond. Oh, you know, yeah. there's a lot of All that you in do his is movies. Fake hit, right? Um, and so, say what you will about Pierce Brosnan, there's a lot of people who think he's really good as Bond, there's a lot of people who think he's actually a terrible Bond. Uh, but so it's because he's, what is he, Welsh? He's Welsh, or, so he's not. That notwithstanding, though, his acting, yeah. like, you know, so it, it's split, but I, I think, think he's a great Bond. I think, I think he's a great, I think he's a great, like he's a non-action Bond. Yeah. And so I think he, in this movie specifically, brought the Bond franchise that Dalton, like you were saying, Dalton and Roger Moore kind of just... Took into mediocrity. Like, it wasn't that good. They weren't that good. And this kind of brought it back to where, oh, we can still make money off this. Kind of like, yeah. you know, Rathacon did for Star Wars and, you know, not until... Star you know, Trek, they did. Star Trek, by sorry. the way. That was, uh, what was that, number six? On number... The, the, whole, the whole time that I was doing that? Number uh, Star four. Trek. See, that was a good one because I just gave the, the, Vulcan, the Vulcan sign. That's right. long and... Prosper. Um, but prosperity. yeah. <laughs> uh... It also created the best Bond video game, which that's is not true. what I mentioned. Uh, I think that... Maddie C could have helped with that, but you were already Oh, I was it. already going to say it. Um, and but 64 I think, Goldeneye was amazing, yes. Oh, easily. The best 64 game, I think, of all time. It's better than Mario Kart 64. Definitely. Because Mario Kart's better on Super Nintendo anyways. Yeah. Um, but I think that this movie has... It's a lot of fun. It has, a, it has awesome gadgets... It has guns, it has girls, and it has the greasy bad guys, which are pretty much like the four G's of Bond, or whatever, the three G's, or however many G's I just said. But uh, I think GoldenEye, if if GoldenEye was never made, and they skip right to the next one, which I think was tomorrow, 
Never Dies or whatever the next no, Bond movie uh, was. Yeah, Tomorrow Never yeah. Dies. If they skip to that, I don't think Daniel Craig gets a shot at playing it because I think the franchise is dead. It's because Goldeneye helped Pierce Brosnan to another four movies. It's funny that I look at another three movies. Uh, yeah, okay, that's what. Yeah, I'm but um, it's funny that I always looked at as a fan as the, I'm a new age fan of Bond. Because mm-hmm. I always looked at Tomorrow Never Dies as. Right next to or close to Goldeneye. Really? I always thought Tomorrow Never Dies was really, really good. It had a lot of great sequences. But, I mean, as I was reviewing this, I mean, as I watched a lot of movies... I didn't watch these movies because I'd seen them before. And I had more pressing needs. Right. But looking at, like, other people's top-ranked movies, Tomorrow Never Dies was always ranked really really low. And I would like to re-watch that movie because I always thought of it as... A close second in the in the Brosnan era, yeah. with well, the world is not enough being last, yeah. and Die Another Day being Halle Berry bringing it close to maybe second. Never saw it. That's one of the five or six or whatever I haven't seen is Die Another Day. But yeah, I I, I really enjoy Goldeneye, yeah. and Tomorrow Never Dies. I thought was also very excellent. So. My number two, my number two is what do you think it is? Is it uh, Sean Connery? Is it Daniel Craig? What do you think? It's Casino Royale with Daniel Craig. No, I think, and and this this is set apparently at the beginning in uh, it's the beginning the Caribbean, but it's you know Felix throughout Leiter the movie was black. Throughout the movie, it's set in the beautiful and lavish Montenegro, and Bond Bond must stop Le Chief. Felix Slider was good. Le Chief. Chief uh, Mads Madsen, who the, the you know, best name basically ever. supplies money and is a banker to the world's terrorist organizations. He must stop him from yeah. winning a high stakes poker tournament, which basically is financing more terrorism. He stopped because the he tail, would, he, ta- he stopped the tail of the snake. He you didn't go for the head. You stop terrorism yeah, right. if you stop if you beat him in poker, basically. Um, but I, I, there's not much I think I need to say to defend this movie as my number two because I know. A, most, if not all, of our listeners have probably seen it. That's so kick ass. It is really, it is really good. It's, it's. If we do, if we ever do a top five reboots, this it's is going to be really, really, really with high Star on the list. Trek. I don't know if you know. I don't know. I haven't put any thought into that, but this has got to be really close. Evil Dead Two. It was a reboot. I swear. <laughs> it was a reboot, not of a series. Of its, it a of of a of its own movie. Yeah, that doesn't count because they. Am kinda, I done? They decided to remake that one. Um, but I think Daniel Craig is the most amazing action Bond we've ever had. Yep. He's easily the best, and I think he is really, really close to being the one with the most swagger. But I think Sean Connery takes the cake on that because Sean Connery invented Bond. Well, Sean but Connery I think- has both. He has the... Sean Connery's like the one A in Brute, you know? Yeah. Because he's got the brute, and oh, yeah. he's like the one in Swagger, you know. So, he's the best or semi-best of both the worlds. So yeah. He'll always win. And yeah. he's always the original. Yeah. But. but Daniel Craig, I mean, really, he there's there's no better action bond. And the way that Casino Royale did action scenes, specifically the first scene, the chase scene, through, you know, like, basically, all it was was... Uh, the Hopping Man was amazing. Yeah, seriously, all it was was parkour the whole time, but it was awesome. Um, he's totally kick-ass, uh, and I think this being an origin story, like I was saying with reboots, but this, you know, it's not, it's reboot and 
origin story are two different things, and I thought both were done very well. The origin story uh-huh. was done really well, where it didn't just kind of like the new Star Trek, like exactly what we were saying about that. Not only does it appeal to new audiences, but it also rewards Bond fans, existing Bond fans. You know what I mean? Um, and so, thanks to Daniel Craig, because Pierce Brosnan certainly couldn't have done this, but uh-huh. thanks to Daniel Craig, I can see the series. This franchise going even to thirty, yeah, like making another eight, making another seven. Problem is MGM went under. Yeah, but some. I mean, the some rights are going to go and somewhere. It's a popular thing. The rights are going to go and somewhere. Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes said he's going to direct ooh, the next one. Ooh. He's going to direct Bond Twenty Three, no matter what. I'm going to make room. I'm going to make a one A on my list and just. I, I'm going to put it on my calendar and think that Revolutionary Road never happened. Yep. So, you're number two. Kate Winslet, you're not the Bond girl. Sorry, you're, you're married to him. Not the father. Yeah. You say anal. I say worse. Anal. You say both, obviously. All right, you're number two. My number two is a flick that came out a long time ago called Casino Royale. That's weird. So we've agreed on two of these. Um, oh, that's the wrong note. Basically, it's kick-ass, it's serious, it's fun, and it, like you said, it's a savior. Yes. Uh, Craig's the most believable in kicking ass. Yep. That guy kind of sucked, and the extra, extra scene, like, even though it was needed because it explained more, was long. You know, the scene with the floating house. But I think Ava Green, Vespa... Who's a vital character to the overall series was a really good match for Bond. You know, mm-hmm. she was smart. She was not like fuck me right away in my butt. You know, like she was right? ready. She was ready to go head on. You know, we head on, huh? And I don't mean. <laughs> you know what I don't mean? Yeah. But it's exactly what I meant. Um, Jeffrey Wright, I think, is the best Felix. Um, yeah, uh, give your stat that you gave me. Uh, the the Felix character, Felix who is who's basically the CIA the CIA, agent, the Amer- the American the American CIA agent, um, has been in nine Bond movies, mm-hmm. and in eight of those movies, or there have been eight different people who have played him. Yeah, and the only actor who has played him twice is Jeffrey Wright. Is Jeffrey one. Wright who? I, I'm not positive about this, but I think might be the only black one. <laughs> Wrong. Is that because my, the is remake that... of Thunderball called Never Say Never Again was the first one to introduce Felix Leiter as uh, African-American. Well, there you go. Okay. So, not the first, but... Uh, but the, not, the non-counting Bond movie helped influence the counting Bond right. movies. So, yeah, but in, in, there, there, have been, there have been nine movies that that character has been in and eight actors who have played him. Yes, that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. I think Casino Royale is one that I would put number one if it wasn't for a long line of influence. Like, yeah. to me, it's just hard to put something that Agreed. was influenced heavily. Agree. I think it's the best Bond movie. Like, I think it's the one I could watch most, but I can't put it there because... It's drawing on something else, you know. What it's I like mean? saying the new Star Trek movie is the best Star Trek, or that's saying like yeah. Episode Three of Star yeah, Wars is the best, best Star Wars. I just can't. can't. I There's can't no do way. it. Uh, my number one because because and let me yeah. let me yeah go, go back to that. my number one. The reason you can't put it number one is because 
if you watch this movie without having the presumptions that you have from the entire Bond franchise yeah. and everything that Sean Connery and Roger Moore and Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan and everyone, and, excuse me, George Lazenby, everyone, Lazenby. every Bond did, if you don't have the presumptions of the character, you don't have the presumptions of what that character is like and all the other actors who have played him, you can't, like, you don't know as much to fill in the blanks yeah, of this movie. Yeah, you can't appreciate what he is. Exactly. He's so different yeah. then. So that's, um, that's my philosophy on that. Why you can't put him number one. You're number one. My number one, Goldfinger was number three, and my mm. number one is From Russia with Love. It was very, very simple. It was a second one. It was very influential. This to, me, this to me, though, is that I have this argument with Jake, our residential whatever. Original East Coaster. Yeah, East Coaster. Um... This is the most Bond movie. Like, when you think Bond, no matter what it is, when you think Bond, you think Tuxedo. Yep. You think slick back hair. You think martinis. You yep. think Europe. Yep. You think undercover. You think card games. Mm-hmm. That's what this movie is. You think saving the world. Saving the world. That's what this movie is. Right. Well, he didn't exactly save the world. He saved the encryption machine or whatever. But, hey, it could have taken the world down, man. And this is what me and Jake, or Jake and I always talk about this, is that I told this to him first, and he agreed that Indiana Jones, like, Temple of Doom, I've said this before, Temple of Doom is quintessential Indiana Jones. Yep. It's the worst one, but yep. what we think of Indiana Jones is jungle, we think of him discovering artifacts, we think of him going to a new world, yep. that's what Temple of Doom is. Yep. The other two movies, well, not Counting Christmas School, is him fighting the Nazis. With this whole established idea of him being an adventurer, explorer, all this stuff. You know, the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Temple of Doom is the one that actually has a whole movie about it. I agree. It just sucked. Like, I mean, it didn't suck, but it was the worst, worst of Indiana three. Jones. Yeah. But when you think Indiana Jones, like, and you go to the Disneyland ride, I mean, that's Indiana Jones. Yeah. That's and Temple that's of how, Doom. That's yeah, true. That's Temple yeah, that's Temple of Doom. Good point. Bond, to me, is, or From Russia With Love is what Bond is to me. Yeah. Undercover, playing cards, in a tuxedo constantly, you know. Yeah. In Europe, not in the Bahamas. Right. You know, he's just... That's Bond. And I'll put him that because I think it's most influential. I think that the train scene is awesome. The train scene lasts for train an hour. The train scene is good. And nothing the train even scene happens. Is actually, very good. There's talking, good. there's talking, there's talking. But then, oh, well, obviously more happens. But I think it's great. It's the tension. It's a tension. And I think that it has a great bad guy. A normal bad guy. He's not superhuman. You find out at the beginning that he has one, he's normal. He's an assassin trained just like Bond. Mm-hmm. He has one goal in life, is to kill James Bond. Yeah. He goes undercover and fools Bond, which seems to be something that Bond can't do to anyone for the next 20 movies. Yeah, that's true. And he fools him, and because he wants a cigarette and can use his suit, and Bond can use his suitcase for some shit, gets him. And that's the same guy that plays the skipper in Jaws, by the way. Mm-hmm. That guy. But um, Robert Shaw is his name. Um, I think this is looking at in between, especially now seeing Doctor No and Goldfinger doing that from Russia. Yeah, Yeah. Russia with Love is in the middle. Mm -hmm. You can just see how it developed the best parts of Doctor No into you know Goldfinger, which is the most famous and considered the best. I just see it 
as the most influential and the most Bond of the Bond movies, and that's why it's my number one. That's a very good argument. Um, I think, kind of going into how you were talking about Indiana Jones in the fourth one, Mm -hmm. we should have a a Hall of Shame, where we put Indiana Jones 4, if you call it that. All scenes with Jar Jar Binks. Misa no have a booba. We should just put it in the Hall of Shame, meaning... Episode 1 can't go in the Hall meaning of Shame. You, meaning these are movies you just can't talk about. Yep. You just pretend like they never happened. <laughs> so let's induct Indiana Jones and the you know whatever in the Crystal Skull yeah. into that. Let's, the Legend of the Crystal Skull. Legend of the Crystal Skull. Let's, let's induct... What uh, is it? Kingdom. Kingdom of the Kingdom Crystal, of the Crystal Skull. Skull. Uh, the yeah, legend of the kingdom of the It was the legend of how right. bad Indiana Jones would it. get. Um, let's induct episode one. Let's induct... We've talked about another one Blue on Dog here. Saints 2. That really <laughs> sucked. So let's induct those two just as, as honorable inductees to the... Uh, to the first well, episode one, besides the Darth Maul scenes, can we give it a .89 rating... Like a point eight nine towards you can, the whole shame. Oh, you can totally reference the scene. You can reference Darth Maul. You can reference the characters. You just can't say episode one sucked. Mister No Have a Booba. You, yeah, Jar Jar Binks is in the Hall of Shame. Actually, it's going to have to be specific, isn't it? Yeah. So we're going to have to just say Jar Jar Binks is in the Hall of Shame, along with the entire movie of Indiana Jones and the Temple. <laughs> and the, sorry, what was it in the uh, Kingdom item, of the, the Crystal item Skull. of the Crystal the Skins? Item. The uh, itemized deduction the itemized, of the crystal skulls. The uh, the accounting. Everyone I took folly. away from my gross profit. It really helped me out in tax time. So many skulls. All right, uh, my number one. We'll we'll put that on the website. Yep, though. we'll put that on the website. My number one is Goldfinger, and I think I'm I'm very glad that you at least had a Connery Bond movie as your number one, because I think if you don't have, you have a Connery to, Bond movie to, yeah. as your number one. And if you don't think Connery is the best Bond of all time, you're wrong. <laughs> I just think you're probably wrong. It's very true. Um, in this movie, Bond, it's, it's, a, it's a very classic Bond movie, I think, where Bond is investigating, like, gold smuggling and investigating, you know... It's a very complete movie. It is. He's investigating gold smuggling and he uncovers a plot that this gold, you know, this gold giant... Is going to try and you know basically break into and rob the you know Fort Knox where all the gold is held. Um, I think that it's it's hands down the best Bond movie, and I think it's played by hands down the best Bond. Um, Pussy galore. Agreed. She was hot, but she was also thirty-seven. She was foxy. Yeah, um, and like I was saying, if you think there's a better Bond. You might as well think George Lazenby is the best Bond mm-hmm. because it's not like nobody comes close to Sean Connery. Because, like I was saying, my argument is that if Sean Connery didn't hit the nail on the head right at the beginning, we would have a different Bond. Every single Bond has been in the shadow and in the same footsteps, mm-hmm. playing the same character. They're basically playing their version of Sean Connery. But do you know that they say that he that Sean Connery wasn't playing Bond, that he was playing Terrence Young? The guy yeah. that directed Doctor No and Spy Who Loved yeah. He directed something so he, like that Terrence Young brought him to there because he was a stunt. He was a stuntman. Yeah. And Ian Fleming didn't like him at first. Mm-hmm. Didn't like him. And Terrence Young tried to tell him how to be, and that Sean Connery just started doing, just impersonating what Terrence Young, the director, was. Yeah. And that's who James Bond became. 
It's kind of funny thing. So about literally, that. he invented Bond. He invented. I mean, he was the director invented who Bond was, or well, the, the inspiration Bond. of Bond. But was, Sean Connery's yeah. performance invented Bond, yeah. like even out of the books, because I've never read any of the books or yeah. any of those Bond stories. Who would if there's movies? That's good. That's a good point. Like, who's gonna ring? Lord, who's gonna read Lord of the Rings? And who's gonna read? No, uh, shit, Eagles could have taken them the whole goddamn time. We'll get into that. Apparently, we're gonna have to get into. No, that. we got another week, and we I got, got reserves. Yeah, it's Hobbit true. orgy going down. I would much rather yell at you about aliens. Than oh, I would me too. Yell at you about Lord of the Rings because I'm gonna be so tired and drunk after we watch Lord of the Rings that I'm any episode. Uh, any episode, uh, I guarantee you know there's going to be urine on the couch. You know, I, <laughs> I hope not. I would rather yell at you about the Mighty Ducks, actually. I'd rather yell about or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Whole stupid list than Lord of the Rings. Like seriously, the movies were good. Yeah. I like beards, but come <laughs> on, I like beards. Um, but anyways, to 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 sum I don't up, I want to watch this shit. To sum up, my Goldfinger. Uh, my Goldfinger take, I think that this being only the third movie, just like you were talking about that only being the second movie from Russia with Love, this being only the third movie, this being a 1964 movie, this being back in the day where really they couldn't, you know, it's it's so much different than it is now. I think it still holds up, and I think that it's everything a Bond movie should be and has tried to be since then. Uh, it's It's classic Bond. It's classic villains. It's a classic Bond plot. It's classic... Bond scenes and situations, and it's a very, very classic Bond ending. It is the most famous for a reason. Yeah. So that's my number one. So that's our top five. If you agree or disagree, please let us know. Either leave us a comment on our blog, uh, Critical Drinking or vote podcast for com, or go to our uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash critical drinking. Um, I have a few Bond facts. Other than, me, the, other than the one about uh, Felix Tell me Leiter. Papa Bear wants to know him. Did you know that the first 20 Bonds, not including the Daniel Craig Bonds, and not including the pretend remake Bond, made over $3.8 billion worldwide? Well, according to my calculations, they only made 3.75, but I agree with you. I, that's not my really, calculation is three point eight one eight. That's really not true. I just wanted to act not surprised, but mm. I'm surprised. Three point eight one eight. Good work. Calculations, um, which is pretty impressive, because that's a lot of money for uh, the Ian Fleming estate. Mm-hmm. UA um, United Artists. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that too. Um, the like you were saying, you know, when you corrected me about the uh, only other movie to be named after a villain, Goldfinger. Yeah. And Goldfinger being the most popular. His actual name was Oric Goldfinger. Oric actually means of gold. It's he, actually... He's of gold Goldfinger? Yeah. It's actually uh, an adjective that means of gold. And I, I didn't know that. I guess I didn't pay attention. But he's of gold Goldfinger. He's Goldfinger of gold. Oric Vodka. Of gold vodka. Yep. Or whatever it is. Good. Rum. O- Oric rum. <laughs> Old Schlager. Ulrich Schlager. Ulrich Schlager. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And then also, yeah, in uh, in Goldfinger, that was the first time in movies where a laser beam was used. It was not the last. It was not the last, <laughs> but lasers, when Ian Fleming wrote Goldfinger, lasers had not been invented, so he didn't know of the technology. When Goldfinger was made in movies, commercial lasers had not been ah. invented yet. Mm-hmm. So they actually had to digitally 
put that in. And in the, in the book, it was a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be a buzzsaw. But they basically, when they found out about this whole laser technology, mm-hmm. they were like, okay, buzzsaw's a little... Uh, Dumb. A little out of date, let's be honest. Guy Hamilton knew. Guy Hamilton, you directed that butte. Way to go, Guy. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, so that's, you know, that's our Goldfinger uh, Bond uh, Bond series month, Facts. week. Um, and those let's are be months. honest, we may bring back a Bond month, because I think that there could be an opportunity Oh, there could be. 20 of them? Yeah, well, there's, I'm saying best Bond babes. Yep, best Bond best villains. Bonds. Best yep. Bond villains, best Bond best deaths, scenes. yeah, best scenes, best, best yeah, oh yeah, kill. I think um, we could do a Bond month in the. But future. this is listen, folks. This is very exciting. At this point, we are introducing a new segment. Uh oh, we are introducing a new segment. Ooh, this is a new segment. I want to see this new segment is the breathalyzer. How drunk segment. are you? This is the how drunk are you segment. And so basically, what we're going to do is while Kevin's we're giving our first, while we're giving our shoutouts, while one is giving our shoutouts, the other is going to breathalyze. And so it's going to be the half shout out, half Breath how drunk are you segment. And so first is me. All right. There's the initiation. When that beeps again, I blow. You give I'll your have shout out. Sixty outs. seconds of shout outs. You have sixty seconds of shout outs because that's how long the count. Shout outs go to all the bonds, which you have seen many of. I haven't seen you, Lazy V, but I heard your movie kind of was good without you in it. <laughs> but. Um, I enjoyed watching all these movies. I hadn't, I I hadn't seen a lot of them, and I still haven't seen a couple more that I still have, including wasting my time on Never Say Never Again, yep. which are a remake of Thunderball. Well, you know what, Empire Strikes Back director, there's a reason you kicked out of the Screen Actor Guilds. It wasn't because you didn't put credits in the oh. back or in the front. I don't know what you did. I'm ready. But my shout out is to Chance. You're the best dog I've probably ever known, and it was heartbreaking watching you die, to say the least. I love you. Bye. By no means should this take away from that. Chance, that liked, Chance liked it when I drank beer. I am at .09. I am over the legal limit to drive. Uh, I hit it uh, again. I, I, will now, I will now give my shout out. .09, that's actually lower than I thought it would be. Because these, there's nothing in there except olives that isn't booze. Yeah, but the thing is that it's still think of it. Each I, one's like a, each wait, one wait. of them's like a pounder, though, right? Let me drink all. You think about it. Each one's a pounder, yeah, okay. and we could drink pounders a lot faster than this. That's true. Because each right. one is a little more than twelve ounces. My shout out, just like I said earlier in my review, my shout out is to the. I'm going to say the uh, first two Austin Powers movies because the third really wasn't a Bond ish uh wasn't really as as derived from bond as you yeah but i think austin powers did bond satire so well and made made it so so accurate that it really you know it was it was very impressive wow you got me what's your uh what's your reading there my reading is 0.12 ryan is is point oh three higher than me and uh and much it one and a half there. times the legal limit. Yeah. Sounds like I need to play for the Bengals. Who's got car keys? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Ryan's driving. Let's get I'm driving, boys. Those right. right turns look easy. 
So those are our shout-outs. a little easier. And that's our breathalyzing. Uh, we might, it's a new segment that I think we, we might have to. We might use. have to log those. Yes. We might have to log those. All right. Because this is definitely the least drunk I've felt in a long time on critical drinking. <laughs> so I don't know if I got to the point two O's. All right. So that was that. Uh, visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash critical drinking. Talk to us on Twitter at twitter.com slash critical open. Vote on the poll at criticaldrinkingpodcast.blogspot.com. We are keeping it open another week, so please vote. Get Lord of the Rings off there or else we're going to be a point two six yeah. next week at the yeah, end of it. Yeah, minimum. And um, we're going to see you guys in three days probably. Yeah, because we're, we're probably having a, a special guest host who you may or may not know. Mm-hmm. I may have yelled at him, but yeah. maybe not. There may have been an after hours after the first time yes, we did. And there but that's may be not again. True. There may be again. So uh, I think Friday we're also gonna be we're gonna be doing uh, Empire Strikes Back, which is our you know, best sequels. Yeah, best it should the be third fun. the third week in our It's the series, series non series. It's uh you know. Yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna say bye. Yep. See you guys next time. Bye. Uh,